It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2756. Yes, the Book of Boba Fett chapter 4 drops today. No, we're not talking about it in this episode because this episode is actually dropping before or right at the same time, actually, that that episode debuts, so we'll talk about it tomorrow. But we are going to talk about Boba Fett today. In particular, we're going to talk about a source of information on him that we haven't yet talked about in the podcast, despite all the talking that we did last year. And it reveals some you know, different angles on what his history was and also something rather shocking about the prison system in the Galactic Republic. Punch it. Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So where this is coming from is the book Star Wars Scum and Villainy, Case Files on the Galaxy's Most Notorious. It was written in 2018 or published in 2018 and authored by Pablo Hidalgo. It's an in-universe book that draws from the case files of three generations of law enforcement officers at various ranks, including, for the purposes of our discussion, Tan Devo, who was a police inspector during the Galactic Republic era of Star Wars storytelling, aka the prequel trilogy. And that character in the Clone Wars cartoon series, when he appears, is voiced by Tom Kenny, who is also, more famously, the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants pants so there's a little fun fact for you and the next generation of law enforcement in the Devo family is represented by Andressa who is an ISB agent so that takes place during the original trilogy era stuff and we'll get to that in a moment but I want to start with some chronology stuff so one of the things that we talked about with Boba Fett's history was that he had been taken into custody after his attempt at assassinating Mace Windu. And then there was that whole Reiko Hardeen thing where because of some plot to not only kill Jedi but possibly kill or kidnap the Chancellor, that Obi-Wan posed as a bounty hunter and was involved in a prison break where Boba Fett was. And initially, it seemed like Boba Fett did not actually escape as part of that prison break because of the short story called Cad Bane's story in Clone Wars Stories of Light and Dark, where Cad Bane is telling the whole Reiko Hardeen story to Bosk and Boba Fett while they're in prison together, so presumably after this whole thing happens. And it did seem like the presentation of it was such that Cad Bane was just captured and thrown back into prison at the end of it, so it seemed like it made logical sense that he was just thrown back in with Bosk and Boba, but apparently that's not the case. The only reasonable explanation now is that they were in prison together at some later date just coincidentally because according to Tandivo's files in this scum and villainy book Boba Fett actually did escape as part of the prison riot that we saw staged in the Clone Wars and that we talked about last year 
And from that point, he apparently rarely went coreward, so he only did that if the money for a particular job was worth the risk, but basically, according to the book, he was considered to be a fugitive from the Republic and stayed in the unincorporated territories of the Outer Rim, plying his trade as a bounty hunter until the Republic fell and the Empire took hold, at which point, apparently the Empire decided to pardon him for his crimes under the Republic because they needed to use bounty hunters for jobs that they couldn't quite get their hands around otherwise. And there's a note in the book about how Boba Fett initially rebuffed those pardon offers saying that he didn't want charity or something like that, but that ultimately he accepted, but nobody's really sure why. And even then, he still stayed with the Outer Rim. That was where he primarily worked. And again, the book notes that even at that time, he did not work jobs coreward unless there was a significant payout relative to the risk of going coreward for him. The other thing that they noted is that he rarely brought in his subjects alive and they had lost count of all of his captures to begin with. But, uh, you know, I don't know how I feel about this because, you know, part of me is like, okay, well, that certainly sounds fearsome. But on the other hand, it also seems kind of lazy, maybe? Like, it's easy to just kill your quarry and then drag their body in as opposed to actually capturing someone alive and taking them that way. You would imagine that if Boba Fett were taking jobs where he would get more money for someone alive rather than dead, that he would endeavor to be <laughs> capturing people alive and taking them into custody that way. But yeah, it doesn't seem like either A, he's taking those kinds of jobs, or B, that he just doesn't care. Maybe that's why he was hurting for money so bad when he had to stop in Narshada and get Han Solo's carbonite block fixed and couldn't actually pay for it at the time. So I think this is all very useful information for us as we watch what Boba Fett does in the series, but there is one element of his backstory that I had not seen anywhere else until I saw it in this Scum and Villainy book, and it's not just about him, it's about the entire Galactic Republic prison system, and I can't find any other reference to something about this anywhere else, so this is just crazy. So just to swing back and refresh you, at the end of season two of The Clone Wars, when Boba Fett is taken into custody and has his final confrontation with Mace Windu where he says, you know, you started all this when you killed my father and I'll never forgive you for that. And Mace Windu says, well, you're gonna have to. And then Boba Fett is summarily marched off. Well, it sure sounds like, you know, tough love, if you could call it even love at all from Mace Windu, but apparently Mace Windu was actually reasonably sympathetic to Boba and wanted to see his time in prison be a little more lenient but that's not actually what happened. And in fact, it may have been far worse. So here is what is in the Scum and Villainy book in uh, Tandivo's case files about this and in his notes particularly. He says, this case keeps me up at night. This war is turning children into soldiers, but we can ignore that thanks to Kaminoan's age acceleration. But this is what an unaltered clone looks like. And can he really help who he is if he was molded to be this? Now that of course is accurate from Tandivo's perspective, but it's not necessarily accurate accurate because maybe Tandivo doesn't know that Boba Fett was not really produced 
in the clone template, right? So he doesn't have all the accelerated training and whatever other genetic alterations they did to the existing clone army. He was an unaltered clone. So basically he was just, you know, a person just like anybody else without manipulation or anything like that. But Devo goes on to say, I'm not alone in thinking this. A recommendation from General Windu suggested leniency and rehabilitation as opposed to corporal punishment. Hang on to that one. A request that ultimately fell on deaf ears in the judiciary who cited zero tolerance to attacks against military assets in this time of war. So wait a second. We're learning here for, I think, the first time that it's said anywhere because it's not anywhere I can find it on Wikipedia for sure and I can't say I've ever seen any indication of this in the Clone Wars series or anywhere else that the Galactic Republic had a system of judicial corporal punishment. They were actually inflicting pain in some physical fashion, beatings of some kind, on their prisoners and that included a minor in Boba Fett, like a 10, 11, 12 year old kid, however old he was, like not even a teenager at that point. And he was subjected to corporal punishment while he was in Galactic Republic prison custody. So yeah, that's a huge thing that should be discussed and elaborated upon more in other Star Wars storytelling and reference books, I think. But for our purposes, at least, it definitely gives us more detailed insight into Boba Fett and his history and how he might be viewing the galaxy and authority systems and that sort of thing because of what he's been through. And that was something that I didn't know he had been through at all. And maybe you didn't either. So hopefully that was of interest to you as well. And so there you go. That's what I've got for you for today's show. Tomorrow we'll be talking about chapter four of the book of Boba Fett. But for now, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.